Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. You're listening to the second episode of the podcasting series. And I'm putting this series on because I love this platform for a thousand different reasons. And I wanted to bring on a handful of the other ladies that I have had the privilege of meeting through podcasting, who I have so much respect for in their own podcasting journey and how they've leveraged podcasting. And so I wanted to highlight them here on this series. So welcome. This is meant for you, whether you're a podcaster or not. I guarantee there are so many business lessons in here, so many life lessons throughout the series. So I'm so excited for you to listen. You'll notice as we discuss this entire podcast, Podcasting series that I'm constantly, very unapologetically talking about PodFest 2020. PodFest Multimedia Expo is a very powerful conference for podcasters, content creators, and it is like no other conference you will ever go to in podcasting. I guarantee it. It is made specifically with the independent podcaster in mind. It is founded and created by my husband, Chris Kremitzos, and it's just a magical conference. It's happening March 6th through the 8th, 2020, and I guarantee you that it will be a memorable experience for you. The people, the education, the entire culture, it is phenomenal. You can go get your tickets at podfestexpo.com. Today, we're continuing the podcasting series with the incredible Jemmy Leggingauer. I had the pleasure of meeting Jemmy in a peculiar and very memorable way at PodFest 2017 catching her in a very pivotal moment of her podcasting and business career. Today, she's sharing about all the places that podcasting has taken her these past few years, all the surprising, totally unplanned, and soul-nourishing things that have blossomed for her. Prepare yourself for when the opportunities come, Jemmy says. And as you'll hear, she's the most beautiful example of that. Since that awesome meeting at PodFest in 2017, she's become the director of the Horse Radio Network, created by our mutual friend, Glenn the Geek. She shifted into manager of the Horse Radio Network. She created the Florida Podcast Network, which currently has six shows. She created and co-hosts the Finding Florida podcast, a unique travel show that has opened up so many doors. She's partnered with the Wedding Biz Network as the director of their podcast program. She's evolved her business, Flintstone Media, from a digital marketing company to a podcast agency. She's bringing on her first staff members now. And she's been contracted to teach at two locations of Connecticut School of Broadcasting as their official podcast teacher. Jemmy is a single mom who has beautifully crafted her own version of success. And little side note, she is a ball of energy, like just so much fun. You're going to hear it the second she comes on. <laughs> she is absolutely incredible. And whether you're a podcaster or not, I guarantee the life and business lessons in this episode are universal. So let's get started with Jemmy. Jemmy. When I met you for the very first time, it was at PodFest 2017. So we're going back a couple of years ago. And I had met you in the mix. In the of, buzz of it all. In the buzz of it all. <laughs> but there was one moment in particular that I really consider like my meeting of you. And it was, <laughs> it was in the women's bathroom. Because let's be honest, all really great relationships start in the women's bathroom. That's true. That's true. It was in the women's bathroom and you were simultaneously totally lit up, about to like put the world on fire in the best of ways and crying. 
And both <laughs> of those in things. Also in the best of ways. <laughs> also in the best of ways. And you were just like, oh my God, Katie, I just talked to Glenn of the Horse Radio Network and he agreed to mentor me. Oh my God. <laughs> I immediately fell in love with you right then and there. Aww. What happened in that moment? Like who was Glenn Ooh. of the Horse Radio Network to you? And yeah. what did that mean to you? And why were you crying and laughing and happy all at the same time? <laughs> well, you weren't the first person who had, I had subjected to that. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, I'll, I'll get to the why in just a second. But just to rewind about a minute from before I met you in the bathroom, I was outside on the phone crying with my parents and excitement and just a mess. And there was a totally quaint family of four sitting at a table next to me that must have been like, what is this? <laughs> So what was it? Okay. That was the day that the trajectory of my entire podcasting career just completely changed and took off in a way that I never anticipated. So walking into PodFest that year, I was all excited. First of all, I was a, I was a pay it forward recipient. Pay it forward was the brainchild of a mutual friend of ours, Gabriel Aloisi. And the program allows or enables people who are buying a ticket for themselves to also then purchase a ticket for someone else and then donate it. And some kind soul donated a ticket. I applied for the Pay It Forward program. I made it in and I got to PodFest. And it was, when I say it changed everything, it changed everything. And when you walk into PodFest, there's a, just a buzz in the hall and everything's exciting. And you start to figure out very quickly what people are very excited about. And one of those things that people were very excited about was meeting the man, the myth, the legend, Glenn the Geek. <laughs> I, mean, I heard his name everywhere. And of course, he was a keynote, as he always is. My podcast at the time was called Curve to Cube. and was exploring how people were pursuing their passions. So what I decided to do was make an episode out of PodFest. So I went around and just five-minute interviews with different podcasters, why they love podcasting. Hint, hint, like, great excuse to get to talk to anyone, hey, right? Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm no dummy. Yep. Very smart. <laughs> and so I wanted to get, of course, Glenn the Geek. But anytime I saw him, off in the distance, he was surrounded by a gaggle, right? <laughs> yeah, like the no entourage. Of, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So then it was awards night and he had just gone up and gotten an award. Gabe had just gone up and gotten an award and they were both coming down this downstage at the same time. And so I thought, man, if I can get these both, this would be great because everyone's attention was still on the stage and no one was hoarding them. So I walked up and said, hey, can I interview you guys real quick? And they said, sure. So we went outside and I interviewed them. And then the most amazing thing happened. And I've never been so mad at myself for turning off my microphone because as soon as it was done and I clicked stop, they turned toward each other and started talking about how good I was. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what is this weird, surreal moment that's happening in my life right now? And then Glenn started asking me questions. And now that I know him better, I understand his methodology, but he was interviewing me without telling me he was interviewing me. And he wanted to get a sense of how consistent I was, why I loved it, all those different things. He essentially said that, okay, he gave me a couple of to-dos and he said, if you're consistent, if I watch you for the next six months and you're consistent and blah, 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 I'll mentor you. And that is when I lost my mind, <laughs> went and outside when and scared the, the family, went in the bathroom <laughs> and scared you. 
<laughs> wow. What did that mean in that moment to you that, wow, I get to have this person who's been in yeah. podcasting. And as a side note, I want to just give a quick explanation for who Glenn the Geek is. Glenn is the creator of the Horse Radio Network, which is a whole podcast network that I'm going to let you answer these questions because you know more detailed about how many podcasts are on the network and how long has he been around? So there are, I believe the count is 18 now on the network, 17, 18, I think it's 18. And the network's been around for like 10 years, 11 years. But the number that blows my mind is that it surpassed 8,000 episodes. Oh, like that blows my mind. Like, wow. <laughs> I don't have oh anything better to do. <laughs> so, so you can see why Glenn is yes. somebody who He's everyone like the really. Oprah of podcasting. <laughs> I was going to say the Yoda. That's good. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I like that one. Like, he, he's probably very, he is so wise. He's super opinionated and respectfully so yeah. about this medium of podcasting. And so yeah. what did it mean for you when he said, hey, if you do this, I'll mentor you. What did you visualize or what could you understand in that moment that that opportunity meant for you? Oh, ask and you shall receive. Because I walked into PodFest, honestly, just wanting to absorb and take it in and the excitement of all. I just thought, I'm going to walk out with great information and good audio for an awesome episode. That's what I thought. And then in the first day or two, it became clear, like, wait a minute, and meeting other podcasters and hearing other ideas, what people had in their heads that was percolating. Like, wow, there's real business opportunity here. And I had established my own business for a couple of years. It was digital marketing. And I, I was really trying to figure out my path towards independence. And the more I talked to people, the more two things happened. Number one, I became much more passionate than I ever thought I could be for podcasting, just seeing the power of it and talking to others. But also I understood that there was a business potential there. And so I started just hoping that something would happen from that. And lo and behold, like what, 36 hours later, <laughs> I get this offer to prove myself and be mentored. And the, the world just opened up from that on. So what happened next? Ooh. So I'm assuming you were consistent. I'm assuming you followed instruction. You're laughing yeah. like, uh-uh. Okay. You followed I instruction. Was. You said, okay, let's be consistent about this. Yeah. And-, and three months, three months. He didn't wait the six. He saw three months that I had done well. And he said, okay, let's have you mentor. And it's interesting. He still kicks himself a little bit. He says he wasn't that great of a mentor. He didn't really, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Shut up, Glenn. You were. Because <laughs> even though it wasn't like he was telling me a whole lot of specifics about Curve the Cube and da 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 it was really a lot of general, very valuable information. But the biggest thing that he did for me was actually given me an employment offer. So I became the production coordinator for Horse Radio Network. And that was a milestone because now I was on the inside. I was being trained on all the details of, you know, it's one thing to get kind of an overview of the how-to. It's another to see the nuances of the details. And, I and what now- it actually does take to run 18 shows and <laughs> exactly. get to 8,000 episodes, right? Exactly. That's a whole nother ball of wax. Exactly. So he hired me. I went up to Ocala where he and Jennifer live on their little farm there. Yes, horse guy lives on a farm. And so <laughs> I, went to, I went up to Ocala for training. I'll never forget it. It was just amazing in so many ways. You know, I'm a city girl. 
to go to like the countryside and just getting out of my car and smelling the fresh air. <laughs> I got to ride horses that weekend. And then I learned a whole lot of podcasting. I did my first ever uh, production of a live show that weekend because horses in the morning is five days a week and it's live. So I got to sit in and then run a show by the end of the week on my own. It was pretty intense. He, he ramped me up pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then I was the production coordinator and just really started helping out with all the different shows. It's been amazing. So how long have you been doing that? Ooh, that started September of 2017. And somewhere in the middle, I have moved on up to become a manager. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's no one who's now a coordinator. So I don't know who I'm managing, but I'm a manager. <laughs> I'll take it. Let's get a new title. I'll take it. Yeah. So I'm still still doing that. I'm still managing a bunch of the shows for him. And my relationship with Horse Radio Network has just continued to be a very tight relationship. And now that Flintstone Media, my company has continued to grow and evolve where that relationship is now is now it's amazing because it's a funnel for me to provide work for not only myself, but also get this Katie, the staff I'm hiring. Yeah, buddy. I hired two people. And so now they have some HRN responsibilities too. And it's just, it's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And you've been able to do that through Flintstone Media so that you are an agency being able to provide those resources. Exactly. So smart, girl. So smart. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. When I first started Flintstone Media, it came out of nowhere. I kind of stumbled into it, um, but I ran a national campaign to get my favorite radio show back on the air and it was successful. I mean, literally from my office desk at where I was working at the time, my show was being taken off the air. I don't want to have that. So... (laughs) I started a campaign and it was successful. And I was like, wow, I'm really good at this digital marketing PR type stuff. And so Flintstone Media was born and it's gone through some evolutions, right? Of social media, marketing, uh, website development type stuff. Now it's 95% focused just podcasting services. It's, it's pretty fantastic. I love it. Now, where in here does the Finding Florida podcast and the Florida Podcasters Network come? Like, where did that get birthed out of? And where is that right now? Sure, sure. So in watching what was going on with HRN, and I'm a think big kind of girl, I don't know when to stop. So, you know, there's nothing like wanting to reach the next level, the next level, the next level. And even before I met Glenn, when I was falling in love with podcasting and people really still didn't know what it was, and I was going around interviewing all kinds of local people and starting to get the word out about it, there is something in me that just said, you know, I just want to become known as the podcasting girl. I just want to become known as that. And how do I work toward that goal? And it just became about growing my business, my platform, all of that. So in being exposed to what Horse Radio Network was doing, I thought, I want my network too. <laughs> Even though you saw like the realities, girl, oh that's my a gosh, lot of work. I, I, like I said, I don't know when to stop. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I thought, what kind of network could I put together? And so I called up my mentor, Glenn, and I said, hey, let's have a brainstorming session. And we threw out a couple of ideas. None of them really stuck. And I'm not sure who said Florida Network first, if it was me or him, but it just made a lot of sense. I mean, I wasn't born in Florida, but I've lived here since I was three. This is where I keep coming home to. This is, this is my home. These are my people, the good, bad, and the ugly. (laughs) (laughs) And the more I thought about it, I'm like, wow, there's so many different aspects to our state. You know, part of what makes Horse Radio Network work is that, and I wasn't familiar with this until I dove into the horse world because I was not a horse girl, 
But what makes it work is there's so many different disciplines in horsemanship. And so, you know, there's a show specifically about dressage, one about eventing, about this and that and the other. What I realized is Florida has that kind of same thing. There's so many different aspects, whether it's the lifestyles, the locations, the cultures, the influences, the history. We can tap into all of that with a variety of shows. So then I started putting like some plans together, business plans, marketing, things like that. I'll never forget. I was sitting outside of my salon waiting for my hairdresser to arrive. (laughs) Where all great ideas are born, let's be honest. (laughs) Exactly. And I had just emailed my business plan to Glenn. He calls me up right then and there. He says, I have never... He's like, I get approached all the time by people who want to start networks. He's like, not one of them has ever sent me anything. He's like, I've never seen someone flesh out a business plan before. It's like, who are you? I love it. <laughs> I know. So it's got us started rolling a little bit. You know, I got the website going and a couple of different ideas, but I didn't have a show yet. Then I got another call from Glenn. He said, you know, I really, I've been talking about horses for 10 years I really want to talk about something else. He's like, I'm also stuck in the house because he does this everything from his house. Right. He's like, I just want to get out of the house. And I'm like, where are you going with this, Glenn? <laughs> and I'm like, are you asking to do a show on the Florida Podcast Network? He's like, yeah. And I was like, and are you asking me to do it with you? <laughs> He's like, yes. <laughs> I love so I'm like, it. all right. So we started fleshing out the ideas and Finding Florida podcast was born. Nothing's been the same ever since, Katie. (laughs) Tell everyone a little bit about what Finding Florida is, which is brilliant, 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 by the way. Please go find it, subscribe to it. It's an amazing show. It's so entertaining. Um, But describe exactly what it is. Sure, sure. So it is a travel adventure show. And it's a travel adventure show where we're not just calling and talking to people throughout the state about what cool things that there is to do in the different locations. We're actually going to the locations and doing them. And so we call up and work with different visitors bureaus, chambers of commerce, and they set up these, these adventures for us. And we take off for a weekend and we go do all the things. In fact, we're working right now putting together the much anticipated episode of us at the Ringling Museum. Ah, that's an yes. awesome place. Well, what's crazy is when we decided to go to Sarasota, because here I am, I've been here in Florida since I was, like I said, I was three but there's so much about it that I don't know. And yeah. I had no idea that the Ringling Brothers were from Sarah's. They basically built the town. Yep, yep. It's all these little gems of discovery that I am just loving. So we'll go out and just do the craziest. I mean, we've done everything from riding in hot rods to doing trapeze to swimming with manatees. It's uh, been a trip. <laughs> how, it's basically like your excuse to like do vacations. Like exactly. you know, the, the one tank trips that, that you always hear about. Like, like that's exactly and I it's love so it. fun because the best part is that the sponsors pick up the bill <laughs> so i want to get clear on how you work that so you talk yeah. to the visitors bureaus of each of these towns or cities you right. say what should we do like we're we're media i always love yeah. that about being a podcaster we're media and yeah. we're doing, you know a whole episode on your town what do you suggest that we see are they then the sponsors or do you get other companies who are sponsors? Do you get the locations who sponsor the show? How does that work? Well, every trip's a little bit different, but if I were to put like a basic template together, it would be that the visitor bureau... So the way... And this took a little bit of time for us to educate ourselves on exactly what drives these visitors bureaus. And so they're looking for... They have memberships, you know, the different 
locations and things around town, they are part of the membership of the Visitor Bureau. So the Visitor Bureau is tasked through their budget with providing opportunities of exposure for all these different brands and businesses around town. Once we figure that out, we're like, oh, <laughs> well, here you go. It's so, on. Exactly. So yeah. for example, Visit Sarasota, who was phenomenal. They're probably one of the best that we've worked with. They figured out, we said, we're going to be here this day, this day, and this day. You know, here are a couple of things we would love to do. What else can we do? And they basically schedule the entire thing for us. Their members, the visitor bureau basically puts the bill or however that works behind the scenes. I don't know. I don't care. And then <laughs> oftentimes- yeah. Like you're not paying admission anywhere. You're, no, yeah, exactly. no. And oftentimes there's a hotel that is also usually through the visitor bureau or chamber of commerce that is uh, putting us up or something like that. So yeah, and, and we even have most of, oftentimes a lot of our meals paid for because the restaurant's involved or something. So yeah, once we figured all that out, it was like the show became a reality because you know, you're talking about going basically on vacation every month or two, that could be very expensive. And it's hard for some people to figure out how to finance a show that they do in their closet, let alone a show that takes a month or road. Yes. So that was... That was a game changer for us. And what so ingenious. The, yeah. And the beauty of it, it was it allowed us to go all over the state and be in front of and meet with the different representatives from these visitor bureaus, shake hands with them, have them get to know us. So instead of us sending out cold calls or sending out emails or what have you to people who've never heard of us, people were establishing relationships with in person. And it's, it's and the immediate payoff is that they hear the product because now they're yeah. part of it. And so now we're in the process of working on boarding other shows and getting them to start their own shows. It's just, it's awesome, Katie. I it's love awesome. it. <laughs> so what, what are your thoughts as to what other shows are down the pipe for the Florida Podcast Network? What does your vision continue to be with that? Sure. So we have six shows there right now. And it's interesting you talk about the vision because originally the vision was very highly centered on the visitor bureaus creating their own shows. And that's still 100% a possibility. But I think now we're also looking at some other opportunities of involvement. So the shows we have right now, just to listen very fast, are Finding Florida. Then Beach Talk Radio is out of Fort Myers Beach. We have People of Palm Beach. We have the Florida Beer Podcast. And of course, Florida Podcasting News Show. And then People of Florida, which is the newest one, which is my first solo show in two years, actually. Mm. Very excited about that. In those shows, uh, you didn't hear a single visitor bureau named, right? Again, those shows are hopefully coming down the pipeline. But where we're focused on right now with them is getting them involved in other ways, very collaborative media exposure kind of ways. So with People of Florida, I interview someone who's the subject in the beginning. And then the back half, the second segment, is with a rotating list of reporters throughout the state. And those reporters can be authors, bloggers, actual reporters, or also visitor bureau representatives. So the very first mm. one was Kevin Wotrowski from Visit Tampa Bay. And Visit Tampa Bay has, well, I don't know. Well, who cares? They are thinking about starting a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I don't I know if we're whatever. supposed to say this. Whatever. <laughs> um, and so these are the kind of relationships that you build over time. And so it's been great to, to see. I mean, Kevin's been a champion of ours since the day we met him a long time ago. And he put up a great adventure for us for Finding Florida. 
And uh, we just kept the engines of that relationship going. So now he's a rotating reporter for People of Florida. And, you know, you're going to get involved with Florida Beer Podcast and eventually visit Tampa Bay. You're going to have a show. <laughs> Woo! Gonna make it happen. You know, I'm so enamored. This is the reason I wanted you on the show is because I'm Aww. so enamored by your willingness to dream big. Mm. And simultaneously go with what is in front of you and with Mm -hmm. what is like manifesting for you. And it's a really interesting place to be. And I think it requires you being really tuned in to what's right for you and what's not. Because I would imagine along this way, it sounds so nice and linear and pretty as we talk about it, but I'm sure it wasn't. (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) You're also a mom. I mean, there's a lot of transition happening in all of this stuff. So share with me, if you will, maybe what lesson that you've learned along the way or something that you can identify that, that has allowed you to let this thing unfold and and also yeah. be the leader of it and to take it where you want it to go? That's a great question. So you already said the answer. I'm a mom and I'm a single mom. And so I have to think big because it's not just about me. It's about providing a future for my son. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty in this world. So you have to learn what you can control and what you can't. And sometimes you just got to put stuff out in the universe and hope that God answers your prayers. You put one foot in front of the other and, you know, it's kind of, what was that Oprahism? Luck is when preparation meets opportunity, right? So yeah. all I can control is what I can control. So I need to make sure that if an opportunity passes me by, that it's not because of any failures of mine. I'm, I have no choice but to work hard and work hard and work hard and work hard so that when those opportunities come my way, I can embrace them. Actually, the most recent evolution of all of my podcasting story was so for a long time, as I was re-gearing Flintstone Media from focusing on, you know, website building and, and that type of stuff to podcasting was I thought Florida Podcast Network was the thing. I thought that was the project. That was the platform. That was it. And nothing has changed as far as the direction and vision of Florida Podcast Network. But other things have also evolved along the way that I never would have seen coming. So, for example, certain partnerships, people reaching out saying, not just wanting to be clients, but wanting to partner with with Flintstone Media for production services for their clients, you know, agencies and things or other broadcasting companies wanting to partner with Flintstone Media. And so... As I was building Florida Podcast Network, I was actually purposely not accepting any more independent podcast clients. And then that has now opened back up in the most beautiful ways to the point where now I'm having to turn them down, but not because I don't want to do the work, but because there's only, you know, I'm still in the midst of building staff. Right now, resources are what resources are. So while Florida Podcast Network continues to be a major focus of what I'm doing, it's also these other partnerships. It's also, for example, I have a, have a client. Do you know Andy Kushner of The Wedding Biz? Yes. Okay. Yes. Love Love him. Andy. He's fantastic. I actually was working with him just on maintaining his website. That was the limit of our relationship until we got in a conversation one day about podcasting. Podcasting. He started asking me some questions. And I think he started realizing how many answers I had to those questions. He had been wanting to build a network himself, but it was too much for him to take on himself because he has all these other things going on. So he saw in me an opportunity to build that network for him. So I became the director of the podcast network for the wedding biz. Mm. So now that I have Florida Podcast Network. I'm still managing Horse Radio Network. And now I'm building the Wedding Biz Network. 
Flintstone media is evolving to where it's just, it's becoming a powerhouse, not only with independent podcasters and the Florida Podcast Network, but also as an architect space for building other podcast networks. And it's just, I mean, it's exploding in so many directions, Katie, that I, like I said, I had to start hiring staff and you ask and you shall receive. And I'm just open. I am so open. I think the challenge for me has been through that, through being open, through seeing the blessings coming my way has been also holding on to the strength to say no when it's healthy and right for me. Yes. That's been a challenge. Yes. Um, still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? So true. <laughs> so true. But it has just been phenomenal. So if I were to give any advice to people who are not even specifically with podcasting, just business in general, you know, be open to possibilities, prepare yourself for when they come and you'll be amazed what happens to your life. You'll be amazed. And here she is, the living, (laughs) breathing example of that. Oh. I want to add one more thing in here that I know is part of the whole story of this is that you also recently were contracted to teach at a university, right? I was. And I can tell you that nobody has been a bigger champion of the fact that that happened than your husband, Chris, because it is on all like the PodFest everything. <laughs> like I have seen my name and attributed to this so many times. Thank you to Chris. Yeah. So Connecticut School of Broadcasting. So it's really interesting how this happened. I can't, I can't take full credit, but again, it's one of those things, prepare yourself for when the opportunity comes. I had a very dear friend of both of ours, Danny Pena, who was tasked with doing a podcasting presentation at, at Connecticut School of Broadcasting. And Danny lives not that far from me in Miami. And he reached out to me, said, hey, I have this three hour block will you help me fill it? I said, yes, I will. And so he invited me to come in, do a presentation about my story and give some tips and things. It was a fantastic afternoon. We probably had, gosh, I I don't know the actual official count, but if I were just to scan the room with my mind's eye real quick, about 50 people, which I was very excited about. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so after that happened, I got a phone call from Connecticut School of Broadcasting offering me a position as an instructor. Now it's about twice a month. Actually, I'm going to teach again tomorrow night. Twice a month, I'm teaching podcasting and I'm the very first instructor for podcasting at Connecticut School of Broadcasting. And that was at one campus. They have several campuses. And I just got a call this last week from the director of another campus asking me to teach there as well. We want so, you to, girl. <laughs> oh, thank you. So I said to him, I, I said, it. yeah, I'm like, I'm excited because now I see the possibility that I can put my stamp on this program. That's yes. pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So. Man, you know, what I want you listening to really hear in Jimmy's story, and seriously, this is one of the biggest reasons why I wanted you here is that, again, it's just so ripe with opportunity. Yes. And yes. it's up to you to be excited, to prepare, and to go with where that opportunity takes you. And you exactly. just never know what can come out of that. You I don't. love it. You don't. And I also want to add into this a little bit of insight into how these opportunities come my way, because it's a little bit of, you know, I work hard for them, but it's also a little bit of what I call SEO magic. You know, you got to pay attention to your online reputation, how much kind of content you put out there, what your website looks like, all those things. Be mindful of all of that, because all of that affects what happens when people search for 
blah, blah, blah podcast, right? Or podcasting, da, 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 da. You want to make sure that you come up. And I can't tell you how many times someone said, oh, I found you in the Google search. And I mean, what an amazing blessing that has been. And part of the content that I've put out there have been my various presentations at PodFest. <laughs> There you go. So public speaking, do it. If you have a chance to do some public speaking, get your name out there, meet people. That's a wonderful way to do it. And I'm so grateful to organizations like PodFest and other, other such conferences that provide opportunities for people to speak and just get on a platform. It's really awesome. <laughs> Jemmy, I am so grateful that you're here. I'm so grateful that I know you and that oh I have been gosh. privy to watching. I'm so grateful that you <laughs> haven't avoided me ever since I threw oh my myself God. at you in the bathroom. <laughs> Girl, that's my kind of crazy. What are you talking about? <laughs> We're the same kind of crazy. Um, tears are good, I promise. <laughs> They're all cathartic. But it has been such a pleasure and an honor watching someone take and step into this platform that I yeah. love so much that has provided so much opportunity for me. And I have really enjoyed watching you as you've been navigating your own journey through it and flourishing, 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 flourishing. It has been such a beautiful thing to witness. And I'm so grateful that we had that encounter at PodFest 2017. <laughs> you continue you. to come back to PodFest every single year. Every, and Chris and I are mecca. so grateful. It is my <laughs> mecca. I cannot imagine imagine not going to like it just it's not a possibility even if you guys if we're 30 years from now and for whatever reason there's no pot i'm still going <laughs> I, mean, I might be only with there just go just uh, knock on jemmy's door because <laughs> you know you learn so much you meet so many amazing people and i really have formed a family through going to PodFest, you know it's given me the best friendships i could ever imagine so and support my Gosh, you guys, there's just so much you gain from, from going to a lot of different conferences, but PodFest is different. And I always encourage people to go because it's really geared toward the independent podcaster and to making those, those invaluable lessons that will just break stuff up for you in a good way, in a good way. In the best of ways, just <laughs> yes. like the tears for the best of ways. The best of ways. <laughs> right. Uh, Jimmy, thank you so much for your time thank here. Thank you, Katie. 